Hi everyone, this is Sergio. This is a special podcast today. Veronica is not here, she's busy with baby stuff. Last summer I recorded an interview with Rebecca, a writer, in a noisy coffee place. We spoke about writing on the internet, finding a community of writers to help you get off your butt and write, and we sort of diss food bloggers, but it's not intentional. We also talk about the eclipse. Yes, this podcast is pre-eclipse, before we all started consuming Tide Pods to numb the pain. So hold on tight, and we'll travel back in time to last year. So this is a different episode. I'm here uh, with Rebecca, last name. Um, <laughs> she's a writer. Say hi. Hi. Uh, we're outside of uh, the Vietnamese place. Yeah. And a nail salon. We're just kind of hanging out here. Uh, I've known you for a while, right? Yeah, a few years. Sort of. Like, we, we went to, I guess, middle school together. Right. Yeah, elementary school. And I don't think I've ever spoke to you. No. I don't think we had any classes together. Uh, we had violin together. Oh, yeah. But then you, like, stopped doing it wicked early or something. Yeah, because... I was the only guy in that class, <laughs> right? You were. Uh, I really wish I stuck with it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. Yeah. Now I'm just bad at it. Do you still play? Not uh, much. Not a lot. It's been a couple years, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think about doing it, but then just doesn't happen. Time gets away. If you hear a lawnmower, uh, these guys are working out here in the rain. Um... <laughs> They're trying to do something. We're at a... It's like an old strip mall. Uh, there used to be a Riches here. Yeah. I used to walk here all the time. Mm-hmm. And there was a big D. Yep. Yep. It was right down there where Savers is. Yep. That's where we got our food. Good times. Yep. <laughs> so please just disregard the humming noise. <laughs> I'll try to take it out in post. Um, so I'm here... Holy crap. I'm here... <laughs> I'm here, um, I wanted to speak to you about, we're, it sounds like we're in a huge city. It does, we're totally not though. This is a small suburb. Um, there's a guy just riding down the parking lot in a go, not a go-kart, yeah, a no, shopping cart, about the speed of a normal car. <laughs> this is nuts. I don't think this has ever happened shopping cart races in the parking lot or just all this noise that's a lot I feel like <laughs> it's a ton of noise <laughs> we might have to move to a new location <laughs> okay we're back <laughs> hello so we had to move uh, because it was really loud so we went to a loud coffee shop I know we got some good uh, soundtrack going on yes uh Luckily, this thing's not going on YouTube, so they're not going to take take this down. Um, anyway, so we were talking about uh, how we don't really know each other, but we do, <laughs> and who cares? Uh, I wanted to talk to you because you're a writer. Yes, I am. Um, that means that you write. That means that I write, yes. Ideally. I Yes. Ideally. How long have you been doing this? Do you want to give us kind of a background Sure. Um, 
Ooh, so sort of for no particular reason, when I was like 17, I decided I wanted to be a writer. Um, I have no idea what, because for years I was like, oh, I'm going to be a painter. And then one day I was like, I'm going to tell stories. Um, <laughs> so who knows? I don't know. I mean, I like it. I'm glad I did that. Um, so I started, I'd already been writing some like little things kind of here and there with nothing serious in mind. But then I went to college and I was an English major and I took creative writing classes and my senior project was supposed to be writing a murder mystery. It never got finished, but the intent was there. And so since then I've been writing little short stories or trying to write longer things on my own um, with no clear destination for any of the things I wrote back then. Um, I decided not to go to grad school for creative writing right out of college because I felt like I needed to see the world and experience life or something. I don't know. Have you seen the world? I've seen some of the world. Not. I've seen a lot of New England. How is it? Is it nice? New England is beautiful. Please come to New England. <laughs> Actually, no. Go away. <laughs> this is our place. <laughs> If you do, though, uh, the mountains in New Hampshire and Vermont are gorgeous, as is the coastline in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, anyway. I don't know about Connecticut. Yep, we have really good uh, Dunkin' Donuts, too. Yes, absolutely. Come get some coffee. This episode's brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> um, so you're, you're telling me earlier that you have kind of uh, not really stopped, but you're not doing much online stuff anymore is there any particular reason for that um not really i was doing the blog where i was writing like essays and reactions uh essays to things i was reading i had this period of unemployment where i was just blowing through books so quickly just reading them and i needed some sort of way to slow down and process them so i started doing this blog um but then it sort of I was working again and didn't have time really to work on it anymore. And so it sort of tapered off and other things kind of replaced it. Um, but it was a lot of fun when I was doing it. One of my college professors actually will bring it up every now and then. Apparently he loved it and would like read it every time. That's always embarrassing. <laughs> it was, it's just funny. I saw him recently and he was like, that was just lovely. Why don't you do that anymore? Um, that, that happened to me um, when uh, Veronica, my wife, who is not on this podcast today, it's just me, um, when uh, like she got pregnant and all this stuff, I started writing on like just a little blog. So uh, people had a lot of questions because she had preeclampsia. And so instead of me explaining to them like over the phone, I could just say, like, look, I wrote something. <laughs> yeah. This is what happened and all this stuff. And I wrote it so quickly, it was like, I don't know, it was just like half an hour I would write like this whole thing or whatever. Um, and a lot of people would say, oh, this is, this is really nice, like you have good writing. And it's like, what are you talking about? I just started typing. And so it's always embarrassing when someone is like, oh, I really like that. Um, and you're like, Dude, what are you, <laughs> I'm trying to forget that. <laughs> um, so what are you doing like uh, these days for writing? 
Well, now I'm writing a little more seriously. I left my old job for a lot of reasons, but also so I could have more time to write. And because it just consumed my life for a few months. It was a seasonal job, and it just consumed my life all day, every day, for a long time. So I left there with the intent of being able to have time to write more. So I've been writing short stories, little pieces. Um, I joined a writing group to really help with the like motivation. Like, here, you have to go to this place with these people who are expecting you to have something that you've written. And so that's been a huge help in actually doing the work. What's the demographic for that group? It's, um, it's a little all over the place. Um, I might be one of the youngest people who goes to it. Um, oh, you are very young. <laughs> yes, I am a child still. <laughs> um, so it's a funny variety of people. It's here in, in town, so it's a lot of people who live in the area. It's a lot of, well, not a lot, but it's a couple of like stay-at-home moms come to it, um, people who can have flexible work schedules since we meet on a Friday morning. Okay, so it's just during the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long is it? It's about two and a half hours. We meet at the library and... We read our work, our pieces that we brought in, our poetry or whatever it is. Um, there's no one genre or anything, anything you've written, nonfiction, fiction, poetry, children's books. Um, you can come and we will listen and we will read and we will tell you if we love it or if we hate it. How does the, I mean, Veronica, Veronica has explained to me how the critique process goes uh, for art. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how does that work with writing? I've never had any experience with that. Um, it's probably pretty similar. Uh, the way we run it is um, after you're done reading, you're not... Everyone just craps on you. Basically. <laughs> this is terrible. No. Um, everyone has a chance to say something, except the writer. The writer needs to not really talk, to sort of let people go over it, say... So you can't, like, defend yourself? Not at first. Um, You do get a chance to be, like, ask questions or, like, talk about things. Um, But, yeah, it gives everyone else a chance to react to it first and then sort of go through and critique it and, like, mention any, you know, grammar issues or punctuation or um, style kind of things. Um, so everyone else talks about it and then you can ask them questions about what works, what doesn't work Um, everyone um, usually you bring enough copies for everyone to read so they can write down notes wait, it's it's not on iPads? what's wrong with you? no, we have paper old school (laughs) so there's this thing called trees, right? we cut them down okay, (laughs) okay So you can give notes. I mean, you can email them. We all have everyone's email, too. Um, Is there, like, any sense of, like, like um, friendly competition or something like that? Um, between a few people. Okay. Uh, some people have known each other longer, and they get... They joke around a bit and kind of dig at one another, but I don't... 
I don't know how competitive anyone really is. So in in uh, in hip hop, there's like things called like diss tracks. Like, are they like diss tracks, but in like writing groups where you'll do a very like vague like I'm writing about something, but it's not really about you, but it is. Um, not that I've seen yet. Okay. <laughs> do you think you can start that? <laughs> I will see what I can do. <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming this being in this group and just having to to write, right? Like having a reason to write is a pretty good motivator, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, it definitely is because if you've got something going, you bring something in, and everyone really, really likes it. If you don't bring in more, they get so mad at you. So you kind of sometimes feel obligated to keep working on something. I mean, honestly, if it's really not working for you, you hate it, you don't want to work on it anymore, they're not going to get too upset. But every now and then, it's like, you need to bring in an ending to something. And, cause, yeah. It's, it's hard to finish things. It, it is. It can be. Um, especially if you just don't have the desire to finish a story. And so if you bring in too many of these, like, beginnings, then people will be like... You need to, you need to, we need something from you. You keep doing this to us. And I had one woman, I brought in multiple installments of the story I'm working on now, actually. And she was like, you keep bringing in like two or three pages. Why don't you bring in anything longer? <laughs> and she kept like getting mad at me. And I was like, it's not ready. I can't bring it in yet. Right. So I finally brought in like six pages and I finished reading it, and I looked across the table at her. I was like, is that better? Was that good for you? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Thank this you. all happens at the library, right? Yes. Do you guys just yell at each other? Um, right there in the stacks, we're just, you know, shouting at each other. No. <laughs> we use the room. It's like a meeting room downstairs. Okay. Yeah. Probably a good room to record a podcast. You know, it might be. <laughs> You might want to think about that in the uh, future. Yeah. Go see if you can use that room. <laughs> so you're doing all this writing uh, while having two jobs. How, how are you doing this? Um, I've had to learn how to like budget my time. And that's been like... It feels like something that should have occurred to me before, but like just in this past year, I'm like, oh, I should like set aside an hour a day and like make it work around my work schedule. Um, like, yeah, obviously that's what you should be doing. <laughs> I find that you end up being more productive when you set aside that hour instead of just saying like, I'm going to do it whenever. I don't know if that's what you find. Uh, absolutely. Um, someone gave me advice where they said, you know, go somewhere by yourself. Or it was like a conglomeration of advice. Go somewhere by yourself where you're not going to get interrupted. And then set a timer. And oh, write, damn. Yeah. Write for an hour. Like, no matter what. Like, don't go on the internet. Turn off your phone. Like, don't let, let other people, if you live with people, know that you cannot be disturbed between... 2.30 and 3.30 because you are working. And that actually has been pretty great when I remember to do that. Um, but yeah, fitting in time here and there 
um, all summer my work schedule has been kind of crazy and I was telling you Wednesdays over the summer when I go to work I get over to that part of town an hour and a half before I have to be at my workplace so I've been going to the Target sitting in the Starbucks area and just writing for half an hour an hour whatever I can fit in by the time I get there before I have to walk to my job and like that's been oddly productive like surprise like it shouldn't surprise me but it did okay yeah yeah like oh maybe this will work and then hey it did work because I had that dedicated time every week to just do the work and and get it something on the page you know so you could say that you've been having a pretty good year it's been good it's been a learning process um and it's been yeah it's been good it's getting better i'm figuring it out um with yeah the two jobs for a while i was writing at night after i'd been at work all day and like that was Sometimes it was good and sometimes it wasn't. Um, but now that my work schedule is changing, I'm sort of looking ahead to the school year and being like, when can I realistically actually do this work? And sort of trying to figure it out where to go from here. How do you like set your goals for your writing? Because it, it is very like open-ended, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been kind of vague so far sort of last year I just sort of said to myself one day it's like you're going to have something published or publishable by the end of the year and I put in the effort I guess I tried to to do that to write every day or to write often and look and find opportunities I guess for publication and I did find a publisher on their blog they had a writing prompt and I was like okay well I'll write something for this and I don't know if they accepted everybody it kind of felt like it they're like oh you submitted something oh yeah (laughs) uh, the poem ones have you done those no Uh, there's this one where like you submit a poem or something like that and they're like oh you made it into our book and then, like, the way they make money is that you buy the book because mm-hmm. they just put everything in there. Oh, no. Yeah, I've seen those. It's, I haven't done any of that. Um, this one is strictly online. You're on their blog. And um, it could be a poem or it could be prose. It had to be under 300 words. And I was like, all right. And so I, like, spent five weeks working on this short little piece. And it was nonfiction, so, like, I didn't have to make anything up. Um, <laughs> for now <laughs> yes. for that one anyway and um, yeah it was kind of cool and they wrote back and they're like we're gonna you're gonna be on it we'll let you know when it is and we had they had some questions for me to clarify um, some information um, so yeah that was kind of cool so I met that goal and it was like that was um, encouraging yeah. For sure, to be like, okay, I submitted something and you took it, and now I feel awesome, even though it's not even like remotely the genre that I want to write, but it's something, and now I can point to it with other people and be like, hey, read my thing, I was published here, yeah. look at this. And that's it, really, you're, you're a writer, that's it, like, that's the definition. Right, that's, now I can say that, that's what it takes. I haven't been paid to write yet, but we're working on it. 
Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> maybe it'll happen. Maybe you can work for BuzzFeed. Ooh, gosh. Maybe. Uh, give me ten reasons to work for BuzzFeed. <laughs> um, ten reasons? That many? Oh, five. How about five? Um, they seem like they have a cool office atmosphere. Um, they'll pay you. Um, you can come up with lists like this. <laughs> Maybe hopefully better ones. Um, they'd probably let me do the list of the ten best donuts at Dunkin' Donuts. They're all bad. <laughs> I mean, chocolate glaze has its moments. Honeydew is way better. Is it? Have you been to Honeydew? Not in many years. You should try it out. All right, I'll check it out. Go to Honeydew. This episode is brought to you by Honeydew. <laughs> Mm, I guess number five, they might let me travel to different donut places to try their donuts, and then I can compare them all around the country. That's not bad. That would be pretty good. Uh, what do you think about people who write for, like, food blogs? Food blogs? Um, food blogs are kind of ridiculous. I mean, I read them sometimes. I kind of like them because there's usually a recipe in there and, and I can skip the fluff about like their sister's baby shower and just get to the cake recipe. Yeah, there's always something about like my grandma and like <laughs> this really reminds me of my childhood and like here's, here's the, the box macaroni and cheese. Like whatever. <laughs> it is. Usually the food is photographed beautifully too which is, you know, kind of pretty. You can be like, oh, that looks delicious even if it's, you know, not. So are you excited for the eclipse? I am. I'm wicked jealous of everyone who's going to be in the, like, total eclipse. Of the heart. Yes, exactly. Do you have your glasses yet? I do. Oh, I can't find them. Do you need some? Because I don't think I need all of them. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to... <laughs> you can have a couple. Okay, great. Because I was looking on Amazon. They're all sold out. Yeah, it's been... Yeah, people have been snatching them up. It's, I mean... It's exciting. It's an exciting time. It's very exciting because everyone is assuming that it's not going to be cloudy that day. <laughs> that's true. If it's cloudy, that's going to be such a letdown, <laughs> especially in the total total eclipse zone. Like, South Carolina and, like, Oregon, if it's cloudy, it's going to just suck. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I apologize if that happens. So your sister is out there, isn't she? She is, and I thought about it way too late, being like, oh, I'll go visit her, and we can go down to like Salem or, um, or south of Portland anyway, and we can see it, but it was way too late, and I can't afford the travel. And It's expensive to get over there. It is. It is. If you plan far enough in advance, it's not so bad, which is what I've done when I've gone out there before. But this time it was like a month ago. I was like, oh, can I come to your house? And she was like, yeah. I was like, no, I can't actually do it. Sorry to get you all excited. And I have to work anyway the next day. So like. Oh, we can start a Kickstarter. Yes. Donate to the travel fund. So I can see it really close. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I checked the weather, and it looks like it's going to be clear. Yeah, I think so. Definitely around here, so we can at least get that partial, which will be cool. And hopefully, I'll have the glasses, so I won't burn my eyes out. <laughs> yes, do not do that. That would be terrible. Yeah, that's a big disclaimer. Like, don't, don't do it. Yeah. Like, the thing is that 
uh, everything is kind of dark around you, so your pupils that kind of open up. So normally when you look at the sun, your pupils like get really, really, really small. And so they let a little bit of light in. It's still bad for you. <laughs> but when your pupils are nice and, and like big and open, mm-hmm. and then like a beam of sunlight just gets into your eye, you, you literally die. Literally? Yes. That's the consequence? Yes. It's just death. There's nothing in between. <laughs> yeah, so don't do it. Definitely don't do it. When When's the next one? I don't know, like 70 years. Oh, wow. It's a long time. It's a long way away. I heard it. I heard it's like really, really, really special and a lot of like magical things are going to happen. I have heard that. I do not know all of it or from whence this rumor comes. It, yeah, it's an eclipse. <laughs> it happens all the time. Just not in the U.S. Yes, we do not get it very often. I remember in like the fourth grade it happened. Oh, it, it happened. Let me tell you a story. Yeah. Um, it happened around the fourth grade. And so it was the afternoon. I was playing like video games or something like that. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden it's like it starts getting dark. And I'm like, huh, I'm tired. <laughs> and so I went to sleep. And uh, I went to sleep. And I, and I probably slept for like 20 minutes or something like that. And then my parents woke me up. And they're like, why are you sleeping? <laughs> and I thought it was like the next day. Oh, yeah. And it was really, really confusing. <laughs> and then I saw it on TV because they showed like a replay. And okay. they're like, oh, there was just an eclipse right now. And I had no clue. That's, that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> that's a great story. <laughs> Thank you. I remember having to like... I forget what it's called, but we had to make this, like, box thing that we put over our heads, and there was, like, a hole in in one side, and you stood with your back to the sun, and so the light was supposed to go through the hole, and you could see it in the inside of the box, and that way you could, like, watch it without looking at it. Right, so it's, like, the same concept behind, like, a pinhole camera, right? Yeah. So you have, like, a little yeah. tiny pinhole, and it projects Yeah. a camera obscura. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that. Um, so I remember doing that, and I remember not really understanding that it was a big deal. That's most of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, so now as an adult and, like, a former science teacher, I'm, like, so excited to just, like, see this huge natural phenomena happen in my lifetime. Yeah, that's nice. It's going to be it's gonna be pretty cool. So... We'll see you guys at the eclipse. <laughs> Absolutely. Bring your your uh, robes. <laughs> and your glasses. Stay safe. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool to talk to you again after so many years. I know it's been good. And uh, keep writing. I will definitely. Do you have any advice for uh, the people who listen to this podcast who are creative and want to get out there and and do their thing? Um, I would say keep doing it, whatever you're doing, and try to find like-minded people because I feel like a community is helpful no matter what happens with it. To have those people around you will, will be good for you, good for your art. Yeah. That was really good advice. Sometimes people just give me jokes. 
Oh, okay. Um, my other advice is always wear sunscreen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, say goodbye. Okay, bye. Well, that was a good interview, right? I think so. I'm putting together the Name Deliberations podcast. It's It was uh, four days of deliberation or something like that. Um, so I got to compress that and condense it into maybe less than an hour. I guess I could just tell you what the name is, but that would be anticlimactic. Uh, Veronica is due next month, so we might not be able to podcast. But um, if you're wondering if she had the baby, you can go to didshehavethebaby.com. Uh, you can also help us there. There's a baby registry if you want to give us money. That's also cool. You can find show notes at svp.cool. That's svp.cool. And subscribe. Okay? See you later. Bye.